This episode is brought to you by dailyconnect.com, an affordable childcare management platform that is not only easy to implement in your current childcare program, but also loved by parents nationwide. After implementing this program at my centers, I must say this app is a game changer, America. Daily Connect captures a child's day in detail. The app can record your child's naps, mood, potty breaks, how much your child eats and drinks, and even send videos. Parents simply download the app on their mobile devices and get accurate information about their child's day in real time. Yes, real time. Real Deal Childcare is excited to offer our listeners a free one-month trial of Daily Connect for your childcare center or in-home daycare. To claim your free trial offer, join our Facebook group or send us a message on Instagram at Real Deal Childcare. Oh my gosh, don't ever go to the zoo on a Sunday because all you're going to see is a whole bunch of big butts and I cannot lie. Every animal, and I mean every mammal, reptile, and insect too, literally had their rear ends pointed at us. It was a consistent show of solidarity throughout the entire zoo. The flamingos showed their butts, the hippos showed their rumps, the chimps were involved, and even the snakes. Wait, do snakes have butts? Well, anyway, they acted like they did. So we stopped by the children's zoo with low expectations and hoped that the babies weren't activated too, and I walked over to one of the zookeepers as they displayed two new baby pandas. They seemed innocent and cute, and I asked the zookeeper, how long ago were these babies born? She told me that they were about seven and a half months old and close to being weaned off of their mothers. This means that these fur babies were preparing to venture out from the nest a little more each year and gain more confidence and independence. Wow! That sounds familiar. I'm not trying to say that babies are like animals. I'm just trying to make a connection. You know what? Never mind. Anyways, I will take my chances on a weekday next time I decide to visit the zoo. In today's episode, we will talk about infants in childcare and the stellar teachers who will care for them. But first, let's travel to Croatia, Italy, Greece, Ireland, Chile. Yes, those places are on my bucket list too. Thanks, COVID. These countries are listed according to PopulationReview.com as the top 10 places that have the longest minimum paid maternity leave. Did you know that Italy allows for almost 22 weeks of paid leave for mamas? In Croatia, they provide 30 weeks. After cross-referencing this list several times on numerous websites and books, yes, people still read those things, I would deduce that this list is accurate. Sadly, in all of my searches, <clears throat> I think one country was missing. Yes, the U.S. of A. What? Yeah, I had a hard time finding us. I admit, I am an advocate for mommies and daddies taking full advantage of spending as much quality time with their infants as long as they are able to. Unfortunately, U.S. corporations don't see it the same way. It seems like for working parents, it can be a burden to the family when deciding to have children. Most U.S. corporations pay next to nothing for maternity and paternity leave. For workers and families, they feel like they have to jump through and over hurdles just for approval from their companies to take off. When mommies, especially mommies, rush back to work, they might come back to find that their position or title has changed. 
This may leave them feeling guilty or like the company has abandoned them for deciding to start a family. Sometimes mommy's in frustration mixed with postpartum depression, which I call exhaustion, by the way, leave the company altogether. It's like the decision to have a child must remain a secret. I once had an expecting parent who left work early to pick up her first child come to the door in tears. I thought someone had died. I mean, she was dry heaving. She told me that her boss told her and a group of coworkers that if they were going to congregate in the break room and look at sonogram photos, that they needed to document their break. Real deal. Why can't women and men be excited and vocal about showing that 20-week sono or expressing their anticipation when having a child? I think we need to start having a conversation, America. Now, I said all that to say this. Child care professionals need to understand that this may be the same or a very similar situation that the next family is going through who will tour your facility next Monday at 5.15 p.m. So have some empathy for them, please. Okay, child care friends and family members, let's fast forward three or four months later when mommies and daddies are scrambling to find high quality child care that will not force them to take out a second mortgage or sell a car. Directors, owners, and child care professionals, you must know and understand how to manage a parent's expectations in this day and age. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, just make it better. But before you can do that, you got to make sure that you have the right people in place and that your stuff is together. Today, I will attempt to guide you through what a typical day is like for an infant and what qualities an infant teacher must have so that parents will fall in love with this person and make you baby rich. Just kidding. Us childcare professionals will never be rich. I digress. But really, when I started to assess my infant program and the programs of others, I began to get a better understanding of what these fur babies, I mean precious babies, go through during childcare. Now, you can put all of that formal stuff into place. Parent orientations, policy books, infant interview sheets and schedules, and even a good solid infant curriculum, which I am very passionate about, by the way, and we will explore in this podcast. But the reality is that without proper execution and present directors, none of this will work. Let me give you a snapshot of what an infant day should look and feel like. When I arrive at school, I am greeted by my teacher who quickly does a health screening check before my parents leave for the day. I am signed in by a parent and by my teacher. Sometimes I am hungry when I arrive at school. It is always a great idea for my mommy or daddy to communicate that information to my teacher. My school uses an app called Daily Connect. It informs my parents about what my day is like. Some of the activities that my teacher reports are the following. My mood, diaper changes, feedings, sleeping times, age-appropriate learning activities, daily books that I read, and even when I go outside. My teacher will send photos of me from time to time of what I am learning and of my daily activities. I am so young, so the major goal for my teacher is to be as responsive to my needs as much as possible. That means that my teacher is in tune with what my needs are. 
and she will respond quickly. My needs will vary throughout the day. Sometimes I get a bit fussy or seem like I am crying more than usual. It does not mean that I am being ignored by my teacher. My teacher responds to my first cry at once, and when I am satisfied, I self-regulate and move on to the next event. My teacher will not allow me to cry all day because she is responsive to my needs. She knows why I cry. It is my way of telling her I need something. I like to be fed on demand. I like to be held when I am drinking my bottle, unless I have mastered holding it on my own. I like to be burped afterwards, unless I can self-regulate. I especially like to indulge in floor play or tummy time. While I am on the floor playing, I have age-appropriate toys that are used to help promote learning in each of the three domains: fine motor, cognitive development, and gross motor. Diaper changes are critical for my well-being. I do not like having a dirty diaper. My teacher will change my poo diaper at once and wash my hands and face every time she changes me. She will, throughout the day, record my diaper changes. My teacher will check or change my diaper every hour. Sleeping times are crucial for my well-being because that is how I continue to grow and stay healthy. My crib is my space for relaxing and resting. I am not allowed a blanket in my crib because of safety concerns. I am fine without it. I am kept warm when needed and cool when needed as well. I cannot have a bottle when I am in my crib. I like having my bottle with my teacher. I am not allowed to have a binky in my crib during nap time. I will learn to self-regulate without these items. Learning activities at my center are important for my brain development. I learn currently through the routine of my day. Do not worry, mom and dad. I am a wise old soul. I am constantly learning through my surroundings. My center and my teachers have set up an environment to allow concrete experiences in my classroom. The quality of early care I am receiving has a long-lasting impact on how my brain will be wired for the future. During my first year of life, my brain grows to about 70% of its adult life. And when I get to be 3 years old, 90% of my brain has developed. I am depending on my parents and my teachers for survival and to help me through experiences in my world. My need for learning will come from my sensory experiences such as sound, smells, sight, and touch. Books are a key to my success. Language and literacy learning are my favorite activities because it is important that I get to hear my teacher's voice. I quickly learn sounds of language, which will give me my foundation for reading. Language and literacy promotes communicating with my friends. The sounds from my teacher's voice will help my language skills. Developing my language skills will help me to ask questions. Language skills will teach me about picture books and how to open and close a book, for example. These concepts will prepare me to become a great reader and successful in school. My day at my center is full of relationship-based models. That means that my teacher is in tune with my needs. The goals that my center has for me are that parents and teachers have a positive role in the promotion of my well-being as an infant. Okay, public service announcement. Mommies and daddies' love can never be replaced. Point blank.
So when they're looking for high quality childcare, one thing that they will search for is a connection with their infant potential teacher. Childcare directors and owners, you guys already know that infant teachers are the hardest teachers to recruit and maintain. They're the group that works the hardest in the building and has the highest turnover rates among all your teachers at your center. Infant teacher turnover sits at about 30% or more. So how do we fix this issue for good? Because it hurts my heart to continue to hear about teachers in infant classrooms leaving week after week. Case in point. I once had a teacher who was paid very well, by the way, and employed at the center for about three years, tell me, via text message of course, that if she heard another baby screaming, she didn't know what she was going to do. She then asked for a little bit more money because, as I said, she was already paid pretty well. So, this is how I responded as I sat in the bathtub on Sunday night preparing for Monday morning. Dear teacher, thank you for your text message at 10 o'clock at night. I am sorry that you feel that way and I appreciate you working for us. I do not mind giving you a raise, not a problem. But based on your comments, I do not feel comfortable with you being around my infants. And I do not want to jeopardize their health or safety if you were to continue as their teacher. Thank you for your service, and I wish you and your family the best of luck in your endeavors. Yeah, she read that. Of course, this is an extreme example. But most infant teachers do struggle with taking care of multiple infants at one time. I would like to change that, or at least help owners and directors. Listen up before you hire another infant teacher. There are some basic screening requirements that are essential and should be met before an offer letter is given. An infant teacher should be able to manage a classroom. Only give him or her three infants max. Okay, yeah, I know, that is going to cause a lot of controversy. But I am telling you, the quality of care goes down when you add another baby to the group. The infant teacher that you intend to hire needs to have a very soft voice tone. They need to know how to communicate with parents, lift babies, and understand that part of the job is cleanliness. It is essential that we wash babies' hands and faces all day. When I was an infant teacher, I used to use so many baby wipes that I had to go out each week and buy more for the class. It was so funny, so funny that I even came up with an idea to create my own baby wipe company. You want to know what I was going to call it? Bottoms up. Fantastic, Golden. Keeping babies clean is an essential part of the job. Here is a quick checklist. Ready? Face, hands, feet, and neck. Note to current infant teachers. Sometimes you have to break down and give those baby chicks a good old bird bath. I was an infant teacher for three years, and I must admit that I love a good old clean-smelling baby. Also note that their development is sensory in nature. This is how they are learning. That's why they put everything in their mouths. So you gotta keep it clean. Toys must be sanitized. Surfaces must be cleaned during and after all daily activities. I am sorry if you think I'm a little loca, 
But have you heard of MRSA? At the onset, I do not think it is essential that infant teachers have master's degrees. Leave that to the directors. But an infant teacher should have at least a CDA, a Child Development Associates degree. And they need to have a very deep foundation in early childhood education. Don't just hire anyone off the street. If you do, you're not going to find quality teachers and you're going to find that these types of people who are not trained will not understand the wants and needs of your infants. They will become frustrated because they will not be able to interpret the expected behaviors of these little guys. Lastly, pay them well. Different states have different minimum wage requirements. Okay, that is not what you're going to pay childcare workers, especially infant teachers. I'm sorry, but I do not think childcare workers should get paid minimum wage. Oh. I think that childcare workers should be paid about the same as teachers in a school district. Here's an idea. Go to your local school district salary chart because most of this is public information. Take down the salary and the number of years in service and use that as a baseline when coming up with a salary for your infant teachers and for all your teachers, as a matter of fact. I know, I know. D. Golden, how do you expect me to pay my teachers that kind of salary and be able to afford all the other teachers and operational costs and everything else? Keep downloading my podcast and I will tell you. I promise when you pay people a decent salary, they will stay. I was a mentor to one center who had a toddler and preschool teacher on the same job for 20 years. They were experiencing high turnover in their infant teachers until they took my advice. Yes, they had to raise the prices slightly, but guess what? It wasn't a big deal because they already provided high quality care. As Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight would say, just do it. Okay, let's do a little review. It's important that we as childcare professionals be able to meet the needs of infants. You meet them where they are, and then you encourage them to get to the next step. It's equally important that we find infant caregivers who know what they are doing. It will help them, and most importantly, your program. And bottom line for that matter, one final note. It is important that we take all of this information in account. And remember, it really does take a village. We must all be active members in it and work towards the future. Our children. Thanks for listening. And we're going to start something new at the end of each of our sessions. I will leave you with a phrase that I think the entire world could benefit from. Given all the negativity and hurtful things that we see out there. Don't forget. Be nice. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Deal Childcare wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on the gram. Oh yeah, we have a Facebook group. Join that too. 